West Limerick 102. The following is the podcast of County Views, as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 26th of April 2023 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pad O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Councillor Jerome Scanlon and Councillor Adam Teske. As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. same crowd anywhere and the government so where's the independence that's the difficulty there is no independence they're investigating themselves and even if you bring in this they've done the uk a few times if you go up to you bring in the um, say the the uh, merseyside metropolitan uh, policing organization there's their contacts they're not prepared to let down the law this is pat this is extremely it's very sad I don't know where we're heading with this. Purely and simply, we're in a situation here where you can't trust anyone. Trust is gone. Well, you see, you see Jerome, <coughs> you're, you're spot on there, but it's, but it's deeper than that, because this is the these are all, this is our our policing system we're talking about here. And, and there are shadows in that a long time, but there's now they don't have, have shadows. Generations of corruption there. Corrupt, yeah. Go back to 1980, join his. Go back to that and look at what happened. Yes, well... And nobody, yeah. nobody has been... That case will be dropped. We won't hear about that again, Tom, unless but, I'm mistaken. But this is current, you see, Jerome. This uh, is current uh, now. Yeah, we but, have to act on this. They didn't act on the Joanne Hayes situation. There's all, there are other issues that they didn't act on either. But as far as the model called us by our government uh, and by our ministers, that's what happened here. And, and, and they're not prepared to decide. They're not decide. They're not. They're not prepared to take on the authority of the commissioner and of the guard. Uh, the guard uh, representative board of the the, the, the guard. The, the, their own. The, the chairman of the the, the, the guard. What, what are they called? Representative body. No, no not the representative body. The jury. The, the, no. the, 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 the people that, that are that are there to oversee the guards in the uh, as well. There's more boards overseeing the guards. There's an ombudsman? Yes, well, definitely. But the point here is, you see, this individual, it it had to be known, if they didn't know that this top security investigator, GSOC appointed and GSOC paid over 100,000 a year, wasn't like cohabiting and maybe associating with the Hutch criminal organisation, it's unbelievable that they that they were allowed that he was allowed with with impunity for to for to carry on for so many years. Look at the people. Look at what's happened in the meantime here. Look at the, the actual Regency Hotel. Mm. Who, who, there, there was also there was also another issue here that wasn't actually mentioned at all. One of our top guardy, we say, like in the investigation of that whole affair, uh, reportedly committed suicide. And uh, his, all his investigation and his, his information and what he had is, was available to this bloke in GSOC, like, when, when his death was investigated. So, I mean, this, this is unbelievable. This, the, 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 uh, 
if you applied for a house from, that, from our local authority, you'd be guard of it. Where was the vetting process with these people when they were brought in? There's no vetting process at all. This, so is, this, is, this is what's wrong. But this is back to our minister. You see, this, is, this goes back to the, the man in charge of, of this, this, the public elect. Our lady. Our lady, or, or whoever, like... So the point about it is that this whole affair, like the Regency Hotel hit, as they called it, or the attack there, was was organised meticulously. Planned. Planned to the, to the very... It, it was military planned. Right. So the organisation that done that were capable of anything and are capable of anything. So, so like, I mean, what was the but background the, to it? Where was the support but, that but, enabled them to do that? But unfortunately, Tom, the law, as we know it in this country, are letting that element get away with blue murder for years. This didn't start today, yesterday, or... There was a problem ever before this guy arrived. I'm not excusing him in any way. He shouldn't have been there to begin with. But the... the league, sorry, the, the, the way the Gardaí are managed are ministers not taking... not being accountable for running their departments. That, to me, is the biggest problem. It is the biggest problem. I agree with you 100% yeah. Yeah. It is the biggest problem. And something that... something that will that, have to be got under control. And they'll have to take back control from the civil service and from the people and from the commissioners and from these people that are, that are heading up these organisations. They appear to have... It's the same in the army. We saw what happened there. We saw what happened with the reports yeah. of, the, of the, the abuse... What happened to that? It wasn't even mentioned until it was under Joe official. Yeah. That's, that's the level we're at now, policing here in this country, like. Brush it under the carpet. <coughs> Mr. Watt was another man. Now, oh, my God. Of course, yeah. sticking with the guards for a moment, or, or the, not necessarily the guards, but people high up the line. We, we had one high-profile guard, one with a ranking guard, I should say. Wasn't he caught for drugs there some time ago? It was a storm or something like he's that? In police, yeah. he, he's in custody, sure. He's yes. in jail. Yeah. And yeah. we had another one of them last Thursday we in a, Dublin airport. A, a, yeah. a, member, a lady member of the force got off a plane and was yeah. immediately arrested. Yeah. Uh, some politicians said there during the week maybe the, all the guardies should be drug-tested. Yeah, well, you see, Pat, I saw that, like, and it got widely, it got widely published, you know, like that, 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 that I, I mean, whole affair, like, I don't agree with that myself. I mean, that, that, that's, that's only a kind of a reaction. Is that all, Jerome? It it's makes a, a total farce of the thing. It, it if we're going to go around drug yeah. testing the people that are yeah. meant to implement the law, where are we? Yeah. That's like that's like what happened in the church. Isn't it? It's the same thing. All the priests are wrong, like over the works of a few, like. But the point is, you see, Jerome, that we've we've never in this program we've never criticised the Gardaí as such. It is the authority over them, the management systems that they have, and the way that that this these are. are Operation, the way that has been abusing their position, like, and I'm told, I'm, I was told by people that when they when they come in to to for to look at at something that's gone wrong, it's it they absolutely act like the way same as nearly bordering on terrorists themselves when they tear offices apart. I'm aware of a couple of situations where where they did that, and I'm also aware of a couple of situations where they got the authorities themselves broke into safes and broke into and we filing cabinets and took away information that they, that they were refused because they shouldn't have got in the first place and uh, and they bullied the people in, in, in question and demoted them and uh, so I mean what has happened you see Jerome it's like what happened it's like what happened in, in the, we can just use the army as as, um, as as a kind of a comparison here 
our army, we say, like, and we have always advocated here on the programme the way our army is being, first of all, equipped, paid and managed and, and downgraded for over the last 40 to 50 years with, with their with not equipped properly in any way or not paid properly and, or, or, and in their conditions and in their barracks and in their accommodation at this place. But since these complaints by the women that, that made the complaints, and some men in particular, of abuse, both sexual abuse and physical abuse within the army, all the ministers knew about that because they were made aware of it. The commissioner, or the actual head of the army, and and the actual the the, the, the commander general knew about it. And as our president, successor presidents, our, our army are in charge of the army. They're, mm-hmm. they're what you call president it. President is president commander in chief. Commander chief. <coughs> he was aware of it, and it had to be down to a program with Joe Duffy for thing. Now they have all sorts of inquiries and they have all sorts of investigations going on, and the Taoiseach is talking about it. But they know about this, like. They know about all this. So why, why, what kind of people have we running this country at all when it comes down to issues like that that are not being able to be tackled? Are there, is there a fear factor or is it just that they don't care? I personally think they don't care. And, uh, and have we ever heard of anybody being fired or demoted, Tom? Oh, no. <coughs> Only maybe promoted, like... like promoted, Graham, yes. In and, there's, and there's a problem yeah. with people being promoted to get them out of the way also. Well, of course, that is a factor. And the stand... I say, you know, we, we've always been debated here and looked at the issues, within, in particularly within, within successive governments and down the years and the whole lot. But, I mean, like, all ministers like, that are elected and are... are like sworn by the president and by the constitution to do their job like I mean are not doing it what does the seal of office mean? well it means very little exactly. because I know like even that in the situation I have situations I've, I have definitely corresponded with some of them that wouldn't even reply these people are, are in, in, in they're getting a couple of hundred thousand a year, they have big pensions, they have cars, they have a big backup service, they have a, a public service, they have private uh, secretaries and the whole lot. And they, but the moral cowardice that's, that's in, and that it has us in the position we're in today of all these scandals. And even look at, at, at the position and not going away from the, from the Gardaí of Jesus Christ, look at the mess that 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 is caused by the housing situation at, at the moment. The most basic, simplest thing that could be done by any government and this lot and the court before them hadn't as proverbial clue. And I didn't try. Only tell me now they're on bringing this plan and that plan and this project and that project and bringing in developers into it and they were able to build houses back in the fifties when they were in the shield in the country, but people were genuine. These crowd are only fraudsters and, uh, and con artists, if you ask me. That's what we're doing in this country at the moment. Well, they, they, they certainly haven't got the ability to run the country, in yeah, my view. Yes, they don't the have ability, the ability you to need run ability. the country. You need competence, yeah. and, and that's not there. And the leadership isn't there either. And we have very few, <coughs> we have very few business people in our doll. We have people from academia in the main. And that, that is a problem. And if you mentioned the housing scenario there, we can go right back to 2007. The housing went wrong at that point. That's 16 years ago at this stage. And nothing has been done to rectify it. We have all these grandiose plans. All plans yeah. and, and no action. 
our gentlemen. And billions being recycled. In relation to the Hutchins Fair and all that goes with it, which was absolutely beyond belief. Uh, Mr. Chair, in, in the wake of the Jerry Hutch court case, the Minister for Justice has called for all guarantee to be mandatory, drug tested. What does he know? In other words, this JC Newcastle West, he's insinuating that there's more to his statement. Or is it passing sure. the book? In case passing the book, take it the down the line. That's all it is. It's the country will go to part if they start drug testing every guard in the country. Who's I like going your, to enforce I like the law? I like your choice of words. Parts, <laughs> parts, yes. <laughs> they might start with open the cabinet. They might give them a Maybe no they test for anyone. There, yes, they yes. won't test their ability anyway. Now, I think the first, time ever, the first time ever in the history of state, I think that... Uh, Garda Commissioner was heckled by members of the Garda. But doesn't that sp se speak it volumes? He's obviously, yeah, yeah. That's you need to say no more about that. Yeah. But Pat, what we've covered in the programme here, haven't we? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, it's the one of the most, the, one of the most <coughs> common items that we've discussed is the management of the Garda okay. and the Commissioner and like, the whole. You'll be sorry for the ordinary morale, Garda. Uh, on the street counter. How can somebody maintain morale? And you're, yeah. you're dealing with this at, 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 at the top. Now, a man that I seem to admire a lot of late, and he's come up in the past. I think it was, uh, was there a horse of the same name one time that he went to Grand National? Not that I know too much about horses. <laughs> Mr. What was it? Mr. Watt. Mr. Watt. Was it Mr. Watt or Mr. Watt? Mr. Watt. He was W-H-A-T, I think. And this is Mr. Watt. Yes, this is Mr. Watt. Mr. Watt. I was at a house you admired, which? I was listening to RT, my wife and I, at breakfast one morning recently, and I got up off the chair. I said, where are you going? I want to write down this. She asked this minister about who was Mr. Watt responsible for to. He said, nobody. That's the problem. Did I hear it right? I wrote it down. Yeah. He's, so we had this guy, he was a, paid a fortune, <coughs> can do what he likes. He, he ridicules the report that costs <coughs> probably a, a million or more. And he's one of his top civil servants again literally <coughs> said that he, he wasn't, I, I don't want to. He was appointed by Minister Donnelly. He was his appointed by Minister Donnelly. Yeah. And he was in the wars before, or should I say, in, in high-profile publicity over something some time mm -hmm. back as well. Mm -hmm. And he was promoted, was he, after that? Well, he's been, he, he's made the headlines a number of times since he How got can the job. somebody, if you're implied, and there's a report, if I was in a job and uh, something, I was being questioned over something and they brought in an outside agency, drew a report on me and they found me guilty, so to speak, or my behaviour wasn't, uh, and, and I reject the report and believe a word of it, and I'm still there. She shouldn't be there, she should be gone, out the door. But I think Pat, the minister, gave a, he gave the correct answer there to that question. You know that. You know, I did, I did, yeah. Because he, and because the, the did you hear it that morning? I did. Yeah. And the point about it is that, that, that in all fairness, and, and, and even when we have discussed this as well, and not talking about ourselves, we've discussed, but I, I don't hear any programme discussing these these gurus that are above or in the other departments, above in Dublin. And uh, Mr. Watt, like, is responsible. He's, he sat in front of the the, 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 the Dahl Committee there quite recently. He's called back again. But another gentleman of the same calibre, Mr. Fraser. You see, these fellas, he was made, made ambassador to France. He ordered the department of the Taoiseach. I mean, this is the greatest scandal and the greatest, like, you couldn't make it up what these gurus are doing above and 
where they can, the power they have and, and, and the, the, the control that they have over the people that we elect and that, we, and, and that are, as, as Jerome has rightly said, are sworn in for cabinet to run the country and to manage the country. And these fellas, these faceless people, but unfortunately now, or not unfortunately, but fortunately now, they're in the open now. But they're still, their arrogance and what they're earning is unbelievable. I mean, what is earning 300,000 a year like? Yeah. And mm. and his his arrogance and sorry Tom he's paid three hundred thousand a year oh yeah he's paid three hundred thousand yes correct I think you cut yeah. Tom that time now yeah well uh, well he's he's, he's costing he's, he's costing the exchequer that's what he's yeah. getting and uh, plus a big pension and uh, the, the way he manipulated that whole affair with uh, with with uh, with seeing the whole and, and everything and nobody knew about it yeah. and even the secretary the Taoiseach secretary of the department the Taoiseach that lady. She wasn't even told about it, and and he did, and and he he said she was, and she said she wasn't. She had nothing about it. But you see, unless you write it down, unless you have it sign off on it, sign off on it, like it's uh, it's it doesn't matter. It it, it wasn't said, and the, the the whole that whole like whole like. And we see, what, would you, what would you call it? It's a kind of, it's custom and practice across all public service, across all uh, the heads of uh, and the so heads of all of government departments. Justice, you see what happened. We say we see, we see what's happening. Justice, that's out of control. Army, you see what's happening there. Well, there are the probably are the one heading anyway. But you, we see what the whole the whole aspects of 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 all of all. Civil service at that level is just out of control. They can do it like. If we stretch our minds back, <coughs> probably 15 years or that, sorry, to 2015, yeah. you'll recall the, was he Secretary of the Department for Finance? When, when there was difficulty there, they sent him to Europe. Can you recall that gentleman? Uh, you, have a great, you have a great memory for names. I have, but there's some, there's some <coughs> of them there that you want to be kind of confused mm. to remember them all, you know. Who was he? He got, I, I don't remember the yeah. name, but he got promoted to a big he, job in the U.S. He did, in the and so did Fraser, Martin Fraser, is it as well? Mm. He, he's got promoted, mm. and he's, he's outside in Europe now. He was, he was, so they can pick and choose from, their own jobs from, because they're a select bunch that from, with, with from, nobody... Answerable to no one. Promote them to their level of inefficiency, Tom. That's well, what happens. Something, and well, there's something in it anyway. But I, I still can't follow how civil servants, as as was said that morning, they seem to be above any, uh, above on their own, do what they like, answerable to nobody, and can't be fired. They've established that position themselves, Pat. On the incompetence of the people who elect. Unfortunately. <coughs> The elected have allowed them to become the, the, the real government over the years. So, and they're, they're the getting, permanent government. Person. They're talking about getting more, <coughs> more TDs and that. Maybe it's a lot, lot less we should be having. Mm. Natural fact, I would cost, the cost. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree with that. Well, representation is, is, is important. <coughs> There's no doubt about that. It's important nationally and it's important locally. We need representation, but we need representation. We need people that are active. Now, today. folks, just uh, when we come back after 10 o'clock, we have the hamper draw that we referred to last week, and I thank those people who send on some money there in the post and during the week, and we thank you very much for that. And the draw for the hamper, there's definitely a bottle of whiskey and all kinds of other bits and pieces inside in it, and we will draw that just after 10 o'clock and the news. 
judicial reviews um Jerome, you were talking about those. It's judicial a, reviews. Uh, kind of a cop-out. They're a, exactly. Like, if you look at the roadway, and uh, Adam will be aware of this as well. Now, did you mention Adam? I suppose I'll have to introduce him, but he's here, will I? Well, that's up I to was, you. I was <laughs> well, sure you've mentioned him. Now, you've leaked it. <coughs> so, <laughs> Councillor Adam Teske has joined us there a little bit back to, uh, a little while ago. We, we didn't introduce him because there was no point in pulling him into the conversation when he wasn't involved in the beginning. But So, Adam, you're very, very welcome. And uh, I, I, it is... Uh, I suppose ironic that we have Jerome here tonight, who was once an active Fine Gael councillor. I'm still an active councillor, by the way. In case you an active Fine Gael councillor one time. He left Fine Gael and now he's a very, very active independent one. And I see in the Limerick Leader there for the past two weeks where uh, councillor Adam Teske is, seems to be getting a lot of difficulty dealing with one of his own fellow county councillors from the same party. We let him speak for himself. I suppose it reminds me of some nights up in the Ramblin' House in Nachfirna. We, we do a, did a piece there about Remember East 1916, and on the night we had Ian Snuddick, and the same Adam Teske was just after being co-opted onto the county council. And I said to Angus Snuddick, what advice would you give to a new young county councillor that's been co-opted? And what did he say, Jerome? Tell me. Watch your back. <laughs> oh, tell <laughs> From your own. <laughs> <laughs> well, he has a, How Angus right has, he was. Angus has survived a long time. He's yeah. one of the, I'd say, the longest-serving Sinn Féin TDs in Dal Yeah, yeah. There was only four of them initially. I don't know if any of the others are still there. Jerry Adams himself, Martin Ferris, and who was the fourth one? There were four of them. In the beginning. Yeah, and he's still there. Yeah. yeah. I'd so say folks, you're going back to the 97 so election, maybe. Folks, you're shown to best make one or two. The programme is called County Views. My name is Patrick Donovan. And the panel tonight, of course, is Tom Ryan, as usual, and Councillor Adam Teske, uh, member of the Fine Gael Party, and uh, Jerome Scanlon, member of no party, otherwise known as independent. Now, Jerome, you were talking about these judicial reviews. They're, they're becoming a major problem. Uh, if, if you look, and, and Adam will be familiar with this, uh, the, the motorway that we would like to see in Adair by 2027 for the Ryder Cup, I would lay money against it appearing by then because there's at least three re uh, judicial reviews underway. And the people that have brought their judicial reviews in this case are probably, they are within their rights to do so. But legislation with regard to judicial reviews, we're here again talking about, the, it's not legislated for. There's a development, a housing development that I'm aware of. And to basically uh, put a roadblock up, the developer in this particular case has taken on on board Planala, who upheld the council's decision on something. Now we'll have to and hold that here. The, the clock tells me it's about 10 o'clock, so we usually go to an ad break, and Mark Flatley is the man at the desk tonight. He's still out there, he is. And uh, our usual man is gone off on his holidays to some foreign country. So thank you, Mark, indeed. Mark is a law student in Limerick, and he lives in Nakaderi. Is there anything else you'd like me to say about you, Mark? <laughs> And he's kindly volunteered to fill in here for the next two weeks while uh, Jason is away. 
So we'll have the draw immediately uh, ju just when we come back after the ad break at 10 o'clock. And, of course, anybody who who's, wants to send any message to us, this program is live until 11 o'clock, 0696600 and 0871669800. So we'll be back to you shortly. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limwick 102 FM on the 26th of April 2023 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pad O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Councillor Jerome Scanlon and Councillor Adam Teskey. As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. West Limerick 102 FM, your local community radio station broadcasting from Newcastle West. And the panel tonight is... Councillor Adam Teske, Fine Gael, Councillor Jerome Scanlon, Independent, and another independent-minded man is Tom Ryan. My name is Patrick Donovan, and we thank you for your messages, folks, but we'd like a few more messages there. If you just get up off the chair and pull out your hand and get your phone, and you can ring 0696600 or text 087-166-9800. And as I said a little earlier, we have the hamper, the hamper cost of hundred euros. I was in charge, but I wouldn't want to be putting me in charge of fundraising and anybody looks at things because our total return for our hundred euro investment was fifty five euros so to say. But we thank you for that and we thank those people who send on the uh, a few small little amount of money and uh, to get their names in the, in, in Mark Flatley's cap. So as Tom is here with us and Jerome is here and Adam and Mark, we take him as the independent man, folks. So Correct. the three lads are watching yeah. him here behind my back, and he's yeah. shaking his own cap with, with is that 17 names you've inside in it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that comes to 55 euros. And as I said, they won't be putting me in charge of fundraising again. <coughs> we'll, have, we'll, have to get nearly, we'll have to get Dickinson's Mr. McCarber to replace I'm, you. I'm nearly worse than the government itself. Pull out one, Mark, and hope for the best. Number 14? Whoever 14 was. Uh, 14 was uh, Norm, Norm Mary Doyle. Norm Mary Doyle. Congratulations, Norm Mary, Norm Mary well Doyle. Well done. Uh, one lucky name is better than four, which we had a few larger ones in there together as well. And Norm Mary, she's deeply looked. She's won a few times in the 50-50 draw. And, of course, Norm Mary is also a huge supporter of the radio station here for many, many years. So congratulations to Norm Mary Doyle, of New just outside Newcastle West. So... I don't know what she do with the whiskey, but... I, anyway, drink it slowly, Nora Mary, drink it slowly. Now, back, you were on judicial reviews there, Jerome. In terms of the motorway, the, the, yeah. uh, is it the M20, the one that's meant to go from Fines across and link up with the main road into Cork? Yeah. There are a number of judicial reviews outstanding there. And if I'm a paying person, 
or if I were a betting person, I'd be surprised to see that roadway started at any time uh, prior to 27. And that was the goal, to have it up and to have it open by uh, the time the Ryder Cup came to Adair. And we have the, we'll have the very, very same problem with the desktop studies that are going on for the bypass of Abbey Field and of Newcastle West. Uh, it'll be two years since we had a presentation in, I think, October, November. 18 months at least since 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 we had it. Uh, and it's going to be July, August before we see the corridor narrow down from 400 to 100 metres. Before that... Uh, hopefully the people that are going to be affected in the 100 metre uh, area will be contacted. The very same thing Adam. again. Adam, judicial reviews. I suppose, uh, thanks Pat, and uh, mm. delighted to be here again with you, and uh, Tom Ryan, and of course just to acknowledge the presence of my good friend uh, and colleague, Councillor Jerome Scanlon, here this evening. Um, you know, I, I've listened attentively there um, on, on the car on the way up with regards to um, your speaking on GSOC and not to go back over it, but just to reiterate the fact as Chairman of the JPC of Limerick that uh, morale of Angarda Chicane is at an all-time low, and it's a sad state and sad reflection on the government of the day in relation to its um, in relation to the pursuit of members of the force and uh, the, the time it's taking to bring for justice to be brought forward in relation to members on guard of the Chicana that are afraid to do their jobs now in fear of either being suspended or in fear of being um, disciplinary action being taken place on them. And then when you see a member of the GSOC under inquiry for he himself, you know, it's, it's, it's a sad reflection as where we are in terms of the governing body of over and guard the Chicana. And, um, you know, I, I, I've always stood wholeheartedly behind the force and in terms of supporting the force, but um, the, the, the top... When it's wrong at the top, how could it be right at the bottom? And we have seen that now for some time. And, uh, you know, the, I've spoken to Simon Harris in his position as Acting Minister for Justice. And um, it's about time now that, that they would come down. I've invited him to come down. He was in Rathkeel. I've asked him to come back down again. But they need to meet the, the, the rank and file members from Gartha Shikana to sort this out once and for all. And um, it's no surprise that, that, that the level of support for the government is where it is at when, when you're ignoring the people of the day. And uh, I feel very strongly about that. I feel very strongly in my support of Ngarda Shikona. Um, in relation to the judicial reviews, um, you know, f f when we speak about infrastructure of strategic importance, there's nothing more strategic, importantly, to the Midwest at the moment, but the corridor that services the greater carrier to Dublin. And we have seen people, we've seen the traffic, we've all seen the traffic in Adair, and um, the consequences it's having on business, the consequences it's having on major investment and attracting investment into our rural towns and villages, both in Newcastle West and Rathkeel, which will serve as commuter belts in to the city. And um, when you're dealing with infrastructure of such importance, judicial reviews, are, are, they should be dealt with a lot more, more efficiently and a lot more quicker. You wouldn't see it happening in any other European state, what's happening in Ireland at the moment in terms of driving forward um, important issues, in with, even with regards to housing. And Councillor Scanlon, and I, and I would, would, uh, he was on the Housing SPC recently, uh, would have backed him strongly in relation to the dereliction properties and in terms of even trying to get voids back into the public system to give them out in much-needed housing. And I compliment you, Jerome, on your, uh, on your um, contribution on the day in question in the SBC. But everything, everything, just seems to be tied up in bureaucracy and red tape. And it's very hard even for us as local representatives to be able to get around that situation we find ourselves in.
Where the problem lies is with our national legislators as far as judicial <coughs> reviews are concerned. We need legislation. What seems to be happening now is the legal profession are stepping in and they're saying, go for a judicial review. There's two years of work and the cost will more than likely be taken up by the state. If, if I were to go for a judicial review, in my view, my money should be where my mob is, not the state covering the cost of it. It's stymieing everything. It's stymieing progress. And it's the same with there are a number of housing uh, scenarios where there's JRs in, in, in place as well. And they're, they have really stalled the development in this particular case. And people have to live in some of these estates. Well, I would uh, take a totally different view to, to both to vote on, on the judicial review. And uh, it is very important that, that there is a judicial review uh, available to people, especially in particular in Limerick with the dealings of the Limerick City and County Council and their planning division and their management and their CEO. It's the most, it is the most, it is a requirement that's absolutely, I, I'm shocked now with, the, with, with both councillors here to see that, uh, that they would not actually, that they condone, they condone the carry on that's going on inside the Limerick County, City and County Council. And whatever about the roadways and whatever about the Ryder Cup or whatever you call it, like, and putting in roads to sort that, like, for a two or three day event, that, that, that whole scenario, like, those people have, a, 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 they have their democratic right to, to use the judicial review in order to Tom. raise their objection. One second now, hold on. So have anybody that wants to that wants to look at what's going on inside the Limerick County Council. You're two members. You see the actual you saw the actual, you see the actual the way the, the changes they have there, the decisions they're making, the laws that they're actually breaking inside the county and nobody opens their mouth only yeah, carry on, lads. Carry on, regardless, Mr. Daly and his compatriots inside Tom, the planning you're, division. You're being a small bit disingenuous. I'm there, not Tom, disingenuous. No. You are a small bit disingenuous. Well, I, I never ever <coughs> suggested there tonight in my contribution about being against a judicial review. What I did say was these have to be take place more efficiently and more effectively. We can't have a situation where these goes this goes on for uh, for, for for the unknown time frames. We have to put a time frame on it. Decisions have to be made quicker. People have to be held responsible. And and you must remember one thing, that the taxpayer is funding this process and the taxpayer has been re represented. And I would say it's bad value for money when you have judicial reviews that continue endlessly. That's the point that I'm making. And I think I would, uh, Councillor Scanlon would agree with me in that. We're not against the process, but the process needs to be expediated much more. Well, I was aware that, that, the, the, that the taxpayer, the exchequer, had to pay for a judicial review. That's what's happening now. It's money up front in my book anyway. No. That's, that's, in my view, Tom, that's what should happen. Yeah. I would agree with you. Yeah. Absolutely, that's what should happen. But it's not happening. And if it were to happen, we'd have fewer of them. Well, I, well maybe so. Like there's, know, there's, there's, I, I, do, I think, Mr. Jerome, that people that, that, go, they, they go through this, the objection system, you object at the county council, that'll be ruled out. You're guaranteed that. Uh, in Limerick, anyway, with, their, with, with the, the Quango that's in there. Uh, you, then you go to Bob Planala. Again, a big question mark over Bob Planala recently. And then, and first of all, with the whole scandal that's attached at the moment. And it's a good job that there is a judicial review Ju there. Well, now, I mean, in our now, Fox, no, 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 we need to clear this up. I'll just give you one case now, Tom. 
There are houses lying derelict, and they're derelict, unfinished, in an estate within a couple of miles of here. They've been that way for 15 years. The council acted quite rightly to acquire these properties compulsorily. The, the, um, uh, somebody with a development interest in it appealed it to Onboard Planala. Onboard Planala upheld the council's decision. Those houses would be there for people to live in if it weren't for the judicial review. The individual in question has gone to the High Court for a judicial review. It would cost a lot more than the value of the shells of the houses that exist. In the old days, you put 100 grand on the table when you went into the High Court. That's not the case now. And that's where the issue is. Now, we have a number of messages in here in the direction of Jerry Horst. I called that one already, I think. Yeah, and the next one is anonymous text. Does the panel feel the federal system like Germany might be work better than the current method? Does the panel feel that the federal yes. system like Germany might work better ah. than the current method? It, it, it would if power was divested to the local authorities. Now, Tom Ryan, I'm sure, would have an issue with that. No, I haven't. I yeah. know you should be provided, provided they were properly run. This is the whole thing about it. This is where our housing situation has collapsed. This is where, where the blame game goes between the environment and the local government. Mm. And I, I'd be all for that. And, but in question, just adding a little bit to that, what happens when, there's, when, when the mayor is elected? What happens then? Does that, in actual fact, do we move to a different type of local government then or what? The remit of the mayor at one point was to have responsibility for everything bar housing. Bar housing. Now, we don't know. We've heard little or nothing on the mayor. Any comment on that? I have, yeah. I have a comment in relation (coughs) to to, to housing and the situation that we're in. And Councillor Scanlon will will be very familiar with it um, in in relation to the development plan that was passed and when ministerial orders and uh, stipulations are put into it. We have a situation, uh, an appalling situation at the moment in rural Ireland in, in terms of farmers' sons and daughters um, that are not, al- not able to apply for plan permission on substandard roads. And just for your listeners, a substandard road is literally a road where one car cannot pass another. And that's put it in basic terms. We also have a situation that we've got what's known as Tier 4 settlements of people who are living in areas and villages in areas like Savadair, Skeeton and towns that I represent, where they are now prevented from building in the rural countryside. But the biggest problem here is we do not have the resources in place in the towns and villages to allow these people to even stay in the towns and villages. We've inadequate sewerage systems. We've inadequate water systems. And until we get that right... It's going to be very hard for young people, especially the demographic of people that I represent, to ever get a house, to ever get to own a house. And I think that, you know, decent people need to be housed in... uh, It's it's not about even that. It's about people being able to live in their rural countryside. We've seen decent people who have tried to apply for permission, who have tried to put food on their table, who go out and do a day's work and they're prevented from living in their own rural areas. But isn't isn't that a shocking situation? Like, I mean, and, and it's ongoing now. But, but then again, you see, uh, in, saying, in, in, in agreeing with you, uh, Adam, we said, like, totally and Jerome on that particular issue, like, about people not able to build houses. So, I mean, some people can't get plan permission, no matter. I mean, down where I live, we said, and, 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 and I live in a rural area, Blood Mongers, and there's houses being built there. Easy. 
houses not houses mansions on places that that you couldn't actually uh, nobody nobody but nobody could allow a house to be built on roads and like so that you see you haven't consistency there's some there's something radically wrong inside that establishment inside Limerick, and I think as as the question came in about a federal system, it would be a brilliant system if we could adopt a federal system in our local in, in, our, in our local government. I mean, we could do that as it is. If now, we, Tom, if we have uh, power to do it. Adam Teske referred to what a number of roads he called have been roads well too cast passage of the less out. than twelve yes. foot wide. Mm, yeah. Substandard. Yeah. Road. That would be your road in actual fact, because I drove up your road the other day and I took. Cars and they all had to reverse into a gateway to let me pass by. That's right, but but Patty, even outside of that, like I mean, the roads have not been maintained, and you see the hedge. I mean, the the, the actual side of the roads are, are extending out. Yeah, so they're, they're being also officially there are roads that are not. So, but if you're driving a van, Tom, you're 250 down for a broken wing mirror. You are, of course, because yeah. when you made something big. But the point is, you see, is and the consistency in Limerick City and County Council that planning is not correct and, I, and it's a major scandal that's what it is and these people that are, that are in there appear to act with impunity nobody talking about it nobody just, they can do what they like just a point on that Tom today I was travelling from Limerick out here and the, I suppose somebody implied by the TII they were cutting the grass along the side. The TII I hate these transport, transport Infrastructure Ireland who managed the national roads national okay? roads TII they were, yeah, the, the, uh, fine, fine, fine. the main road yeah. the N21 the road that goes from here into Limerick roads, yeah. below uh, the Lantern Lodge they were manicuring the sides of the road yeah. okay and uh, uh, the poor relation who is living in the substandard road the landowner is meant to maintain Correct. the sides of the We spoke about it last week. Yeah. 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 You know, the same thing. But again, the but this is where our money is now being spent. Now we're There was no danger to anybody. 20 past in the spoke, so we do go to an ad break at this point. This point in time, we go to an ad break and Mary Dyson. Before we fight. No, Mary Dyson in a message there at 22 minutes past, sorry, at nine minutes past 10 o'clock. So she says, OMG, I believe that's oh my God, with these abbreviations. I'm listening as usual to you. I can't believe I've won the hamper. Thanks a million. Very happy. She's very happy. Laura Mary, as I said, drink it slowly. And then uh, James Holmes must have been uh, not tuned in earlier in the program. Does the panel agree with the ongoing row with Robert Watt in the health department regards James Holmes? That was discussed a little earlier. So you'll tune in tomorrow morning at half past 11. You'll get a repeat of this program. John O'Connor, uh, clown care. A wall was knocked down six months ago. The council were meant to put up a barrier, but nothing has been done yet from John O'Connor, clown I'm care. I'm, I'm, full, I'm fully with you on that from John, because and I, I come on that accident myself. And thanks, Mr. God, there was no child inside the wall between blocks and the lorry and all the contents of the lorry flying around the lawn itself. Why does it take six months to somebody to repair a wall in insurance case? Well, there's... A, Obviously, it's private property, so the replacement of the wall has to be taken into account by the owner of the property. Sorry? The wall is private property. Did I say we were going to net brick? (coughs) We're going to net brick. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948.
Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, TOD.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limwick 102 FM on the 26th of April 2023 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Councillor Jerome Scanlon and Councillor Adam Teskey. As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Welcome back, listeners. You're tuned to West Limerick 102 FM, your local community radio station broadcasting from Newcastle West. Now, we're talking about housing there for quite some time, and I see where Adam Teske is in the wars with, um, the, with some in, in, uh, in Askeaton, and Jerome and myself and Tom there over many, many months. We have referred to the large stock of houses that Limerick County Council have, some in good condition, some were in excellent condition when they got them. The condition mightn't be too good today. And they're sitting idle while, uh, in the case of Eskate, and I understand that it's the bank building, which is a fine building to take 22 or 3 people, I believe, and it's planned to put Ukrainians into that, as similarly in Abbey Field. And whereas that was meant to be a, a knee hub, which would be an industrial hub, for small businesses to operate out of it was purchased for that in mind. That hasn't happened. It was a similar one was purchased in Ratkeel for a similar purpose, I believe, and there's no Ukrainians going into that for some reason. Adam Tesky, you can speak for yourself. Some people agree with you, Adam, and some people don't. Uh, absolutely, Pat, and I suppose I just want to reiterate in your open statement there, I'm not at war with anyone. I'm just making, I'm making representations due to the, due to the uh, people who have contacted me, and I must say that I'm inundated with people who have contacted me. And, um, you know, I, I'm not going to deviate away here from the fact of the point, but the fact, the point that I want to make is the fact that we as a local authority purchased these banks and the people that I represent, they were purchasing the pretenses that they were going to be turned into e-hubs, and a feasibility study was going to be done, and money and applications was uh, for funding was going to be sought from the town and village renewal scheme and different schemes that were made available. And um, certainly for me, that was the understanding and agreement that we had. And um, I find myself now in a position where we've had uh, numerous in-committee meetings and briefing meetings, um, which basically are meetings behind closed doors, and um, where there's no minutes taken and decisions are being made. And I'm, I voice my opinion with it. I'm not happy with what's happening. And there, our, local, our director of services just told me to bring it up at the next public area meeting, which I, which I have done. Um, I had a colleague of mine who put forward a motion to Limerick City County Council of a Monday without the due facts being presented to us until the following Wednesday. So I'm not going to, as I said, turn my back on the people that I represent all of a sudden. I believe here uh, fair play is fine sport and we should, we should be using the most iconic and centralised buildings in any town. Limerick City County Council should be driving commercial activity to get much needed footfall back into our towns and villages to support business, to support the employers and the employees and in terms of retaining much-needed traffic in our towns and villages. And um, I believe that, um, that the people, that they should have an opportunity 
to get what was promised to them. And I certainly uh, am in agreement with that. It lacks prudency, in my own opinion, and it lacks forward planning when you have a situation where you're spending public monies and putting it into a building. Some people say it's going to be for two years and then revert it back to um, a facility. But it's going to cost money to put it back into a commercial identity again. And it's, 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 it's a misuse of public funds. We've just stated there, and Councillor Scanlon will be very familiar, with the, de with the scores of derelict properties in our towns and villages. And I have one house in particular in the area that I represent, that, and it's just a case in point that's been idle and vacant for four years. I've been at it at every SBC meeting, asking why we cannot get a contractor in to turn that around to make it available for housing. But yet... We can transform a bank into a multi-occupational unit, appoint a contractor within two weeks and have it turned around within 12. Now, lads, it doesn't add up for me as a public representative and I feel my job is to hold the executive of Limerick City County Council to an honest account. And if they want to be honest with the people, they shouldn't be run back on the word that they've given and the commitment that they've given to turn it into an e-hub and a feasibility study to be done. And that is where my position is clearly on it. This is not about it being anti-Ukrainian or any of that nature. It's simply about representing the people that I represent in terms of making sure that, that they get what was suggested to them. Well, as Keaton, it's a matter of getting the priority right down there. Now, I have had no representations. I represent this area here. And the one bank we have here that, and again, it will be occupied by the Ukrainian in people Abbeyfield. in Abbeyfield. Now, there isn't any issue with that because I think they have e-facilities in Abbeyfield already. already. So, you know, it's a, it's a completely different case in point. Well, what do you think of Adam's point that it, it was bought for purpose business in, in Eskeaton is badly needed. They've lost the bank, obviously, yeah. as, as it's the, the point in question. And well, it should if, be useful. If, if there are commercial interests that want the e-hub e in, in Eskeaton, which from uh, Adam's um, statement there it would seem the case, then that should be given priority. Tom? <coughs> well, I would totally agree with Adam here on this, you know. I mean, I totally agree with what he's you know, when when these iconic buildings, and they are iconic buildings, there's no doubt about that, and uh, they, they're, they're now idle, and uh, you know, having have, having an authority for the purchase I think is good, and the, the we I suppose it's the one area the one item we've discussed in this programme, more so than anything else since we started the programme was the, was our, the, the actual the the condition of our inner towns and villages and you know again this comes back to that now that they have actually changed the, the, the plan I wouldn't agree with I would certainly agree 100% with him that these buildings and should be made available for what they were bought for and regardless of, of, of and I'm not, we've been very supportive of, of all the, 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 the but to, for to have meetings that people are not aware of decisions made that are not that are not, they don't comply with the actual, with, with, the, with the council, in particular the councillors in that area alone even, that they're not aware of, and that there's contractors appointed to do a totally different job is totally wrong. and should not be allowed, it should not be tolerated, and uh, it's an absolute, it shows you that, that uh, the executive and whoever is compliant with him 
have a lot to answer for. But they appear to be answer, answerable to nobody. And I know that as a person, and I'm not saying, I'm not being in my personal situation into this, but I know these people, they don't care, they don't consider the, the, the citizen, they don't consider the, mem the members. And this is an ideal case in point. And Adam has to be complimented totally on his stand here. Was there a consensus down there, Adam, that the library should be relocated there? Absolutely. Uh, it was a suggestion that was put forward that the library, that maybe even part of the library should be put there. But uh, like this is going back to, you know, and Th Thomas picked up on the point there, Jerome, and I'm not sure whether whether or not um, in, you know, we both we both represent different municipal districts. So I'm in the Rathkeelatair district, Jerome is in the Newcastle West district. So uh, we wouldn't be both familiar with, uh, with um, the way our meetings are conducted. But we have in a situation at the moment... Um, in Limerick City and County Council, and I'm going to be bringing it up at the next area meeting to request to find out how much money has been spent on um, on media and in terms of our statements and public statements that are going out. And I'd have to say this as a representative, and it saddens me to say it because I'm a member of the Limerick City and County Council, but my first, I'm answerable to the people. And I will never, ever falter or go back in relation to that. But what we have at the moment is a propaganda machine working in Limerick City and County Council. And I feel very strongly that we have right to come. And I have to agree with you. It's up to us as elected representatives to hold the executive to account as much as what we can. But we find them hiding behind closed doors. And there is in committee private meetings Indeed. taking place. And for me as a public representative, got a quite large mandate the last election. I cannot stand idly by and allow it to happen. But did you have an in committee meeting to discuss that issue? Yes, there was an in committee meeting to discuss the issue. It was promised that it would that they would refer back to us and uh, I, albeit again in another in private meeting a following Wednesday and un, unfortunately or fortunately I don't know who, whoever or for which but a full council meeting took place in between that occasion on the Monday and there was a, a, there was a motion put down by a fellow colleague of ours you are well aware of it you were present there at the time and I feel that we I certainly was not given um, a full accurate account of where we were going in relation to this matter and therefore I voiced my opinion as you were well aware in the it, chamber on that occasion. It sounds to me as though the six councillors in the Red Keelid area, area need to get their act together. Well, all I can say to you Jerome is I think five of them do. I'm representing the people as well as I can. I've mm -hmm. called this out for what it is. I'm the only person to do so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'll and I be asking you for your support in the next full council meeting in relation to it, because I might be able to garner more support outside the district in terms of the 40 councillors. But we certainly, and, and, and it was reported on, uh, you know, we're being, there's, we're being muscled now in situations. And I will not tolerate that. And my electorate deserve more. And the mandate that I was given, and you were given, Jerome, we <coughs> both got quite good, strong mandates, the two of us. We have an to represent our electorate in an open, transparent fashion, and I certainly won't rest until that happens. But it, has it been agreed to bring it to the agenda again for the main meeting? It hasn't. In relation to that, what the council executive told me that it's an adopted, that it has been adopted as, uh, as, as of the last full council meeting, that the motion was put to the floor and, it, and it's been passed and they're compelled to do so now. And what I would say... And we don't have matters arising, so you can't bring it up until matters... Exactly. That doesn't exist anymore. Exactly. So we've huge that problems. Gone, is it? Unfortunately. That is arising. Yeah. That reminds me now, Jerome. We do have it now. We want to be very careful. Yeah. We have it here at municipal level. And yeah. it's very, very but important. Not, but not at council Because council if, level. if an official hasn't dealt with something that was discussed at last That reminds meeting. me. Sorry, Tom, you've been excluded. That reminds me now of where you have these meetings with the guard, uh, superintendents and inspectors. 
and we had a situation where you came in and so many representatives and you had this monthly or every three months or something to, to raise questions with the Gardaí about what's happening in the area. You could ask any question, but now I understand you have to send in uh, the questions in advance. Ah, yes. The, the, something uh, the, similar. The superintendent that yeah. was here uh, the aspect need to be prepared. Yeah. And then the next month I sent them in and nobody had an answer to any of the questions, so I might as well not have bothered. But you let them get away with it? No, I did not. Did you get answers to your questions? I, I, they followed. Yeah. Tom? Well, but I didn't get them at the know, meeting. It, yeah, There's yeah. nothing here surprises me that anyway with, the, <coughs> with how the executive for Limerick County City County Council operates. And, uh, you know, that, again, Adam has, has really, you know, and Jerome here tonight now have have shown, like, that the propaganda machine is working. There are two major appointments there recently now. Uh, like, we have, um, you know, in that, in, I thought Satchi and Satchi must have lost the contract, did they? And uh, they have their own Satchi and Satchi now, and they make for the, for the spew out. These, these two individuals now are, are highly paid individuals recently appointed, and, uh, you know, and uh, without any, I, I think what, what, what they need them is, is to just to spread propaganda. And we're in, a, we're in, we have, we have the first instance, not the first instance that I know, but the first instance that's been made public here tonight. And, and if you listen to, and, and, and even that alone, but if you listen to other and, and read and see other outlets, that are, that are available here in local radio, supposed to be local radio, owned by the Irishmen and by the multinationals. But, and to see the actual, how they're interviewed and who comes for interview, the propaganda that's been spewed out of them, and the, the printed media as well, the amount of, 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 of money that's been given to them under the guise of advertising, and now the propaganda machine working to pump that as well. So it, it, we're now, in the nearest, water, now, the, the right, nearest and, you and get to accurate reporting comes from local radio, nationally. Thank you, General. Now, I, I want a quick comment before we go to the ad break. The comment is my own one. Listen to Joe Duffy there, the <laughs> RT programme there, Joe, the, yesterday or the day before. If I heard it right, hopefully, if I didn't contradict me and correct me, that some gentleman was walking in Dublin and he fell into the Liffey and somebody else was walking with him and he called, can anyone swim? And uh, there was a retired army man who could swim. He jumped in. He lost his life. Did anyone hear that program? I did. I heard that. He lost yeah. his life. So two of them got drowned. And if I heard it right, Tom, it was never reported on media or on national radio. That's correct. And, and they compared it actually to the, to the loss of life of the president's dog. Yeah. You know, and they said the amount of, 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 of publicity it got. Nobody Am I allowed to say, Jesus, Mary, and Holy... Mm-hmm. My mother used to say, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph make a prayer out of it. I mean, nobody, yeah. nobody wants to do with that pet. I, I've, I've lost two of them the last month, and, uh, you know. And, uh, but they, that was the comparison <coughs> that was being made. Two, I think one of them was a homeless man, and uh, the last yeah. time I, maybe the two of them were, I think, you know, but they didn't ma- appear, to, appear to matter. So we had two people that died in the river, yes, and at one instance, it was never reported on national radio, television, or any print media. Yeah. I find that just, if it happened in Russia... It reminds me of a very good read by a guy called John Pilger, 
Yeah. It was the Guardian correspondent for Southeast Asia. At the time, Big Bob Maxwell slipped off his Lady Gislaine yeah. into yeah. the Atlantic, was it? Right, yeah. uh, at the same time, 10,000 lives lost in an earthquake in the yeah. Philippines. And the amount of media coverage the British press gave to the disaster in the yeah. Philippines was insignificant in comparison to the Maxwell. It's well, uh, very uh, important, uh, though. It's, you, you see, I mean, it's, it's very important that local media... I mean, are, are effective. You know, I mean, you, you said there that the, the, the only way to, to get the news is local media. I don't agree with you at all there, Jerome. It's selective local media. They have all... They, I mean, the priority at the moment appears to be in Limerick, with the, with the printed and radio media, is money. <laughs> now, the... the, the uh, a few quickie messages here, I better call them I, I won't get a chance to call them out. Uh, we have a good few anonymous texts. Adam Teske is here, Councillor Adam Teske, Councillor Jerome Scanlon, and Tom Ryan, and Pat O'Donovan is my name. We're all here with our names out front and our points of view and comments, whether you like them or dislike them, haters or lovers. At least we're standing by our beliefs. And we have people sitting at home. Anonymous text or road is a disgrace back in Colina with potholes, silent listener. The next one, anonymous text or with the amount of vacant homes and buildings in Ireland in mind, would the panel agree with the Social Democrats putting forward the idea of a vacant home tax increasing 10%? So I, I can't know why people, if you have a view on something, at least you should be put your name to it and we appreciate your, your messages and, and of course your opinion as I said a little earlier it's a, 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 evil prospers for when wise men, wise women do, do nothing or say nothing what are the panel's opinions on the water selector leaving the dugout to strike a road Hagerty last Sunday Michael Conway Croke we'll come back to that one when we come back after the ad break and back to you shortly County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limwick 102 FM on the 26th of April 2023 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pad O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Councillor Jerome Scanlon and Councillor Adam Teske. As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Yeah, as soon as that sorted out in the barrier, it was upset, answers the question, so how long will that take? What are the panel's opinions on the water selector leaving the dugout to strike a road Hagerty last Sunday, Michael Conway, and somebody then, uh, John in County Clare, uh, takes message in. What does Tom Ryan think of the Clare holding team last Sunday, putting in a goalkeeper who had no experience and putting in a man at cornerback who was just 18 years old and never played a senior championship beforehand? 
and he had Rory Hayes and other experienced players sitting on the bench and also taking off a forward who scored two goals and it would not damage his confidence going in the future. There, Tom, there are questions for you, not too many, I hope. No, I, I know, Pat, we won't drill it too much. It's not for me or any else, I suppose, to pass any, remark, any comments on the clear management. And, uh, but uh, but it's, it was a mystery, like, during the whole thing. And uh, it ended up, if I ask, oh, you know, it, it's unfair, I suppose, the young goalkeeper, like, was, was uh, you know, he, I mean, he hit a very poor game and they conceded five goals, which is, which is you know, a terrible score to concede. And so on, one of the soft nature, they... The team selection is up to the manager himself. He has to carry it again. And, uh, you know, he appears to have a kind of a, a, like a habit of making strange decisions. He did the same there on the semi-final last year and uh, when John Connor was injured. And, you know, he's, they played, the whole team has paid a price, but they didn't play well either, you know, the team. And and uh, I think that uh, they'll have to regroup and he'll have to I mean, do a, a bit of soul, I mean, soul searching for next Saturday night because he's going to meet Limerick, I say, and they're going to be on the rebound, we call it. You know. I have a question myself. I was talking to people and asking them this manager business in teams. In the olden days, your three selectors, maybe four, three selectors, are they gone? Is yeah, that it, system it, gone? It, well, it, it, it is really gone now because the whole focus now is on management and the manager and the coach. And I mean, if we take, for instance, Limerick have a backroom team maybe of 25 or 30, you know, and uh, but the manager is the man. But how many are involved culture. in making a decision in the course of the well, game? That is the that is the question. That's within the camp itself. Like who makes the decisions? I think the manager and the, and the coach. If they're the one person, well, he makes the decisions. When I was in the position, there were three. But it sounds to me that the old system of three heads are better than one. Well, there would be, but you know, and in the heat of the moment, like you, you and them three heads long ago wouldn't pay the tall Tom. No, oh, that's right. Yeah, they wouldn't. Uh, I can I can vote for that. Didn't they ever want to be paid <coughs> like that? But Pat. I mean, the whole scenario, like in the side and the Sunday Limerick, I, I, I mean, uh, in Tullus with, uh, with all the people, their selectors and hangers on and all sorts of backroom team, that shouldn't be, that, that's out completely. That's, that can result in what happened last time, the confusion, you know. And uh, I think myself, the G are wrong there completely. The, the, and the protocols and the, and the system don't allow for that, but they're still, they're, I mean, they're tolerated. So you have these people in the side and they're arguing with themselves, they're arguing with the referee, they're arguing with the third officer, with, with the linesman, and they're, and they're also arguing with the fourth official. And Tom, can the person that came out of the dugout in that particular case be banned from, into the future? It can, of course, yeah. And has well, that happened? It hasn't happened so far anyway, but I suppose the CCCC will probably look into that, you know, and uh, he will be banned, as you know, that, or else the, the Waterford County Board maybe will be probably fined. But, you know, like, and... But that is, I, know, I didn't see him doing much either, you know, but he shouldn't be there in the first place. There shouldn't be there. Should, that, that's, that's only communism. And that's where the GA, like, where they, where they fall down. They can't accept, they, they can't just have, I mean, we have individuals, managers, coaches in the last 10 or 15 years. They've spent more time in the field than, than the players. That is in breach of protocol, in breach of all the rules and regulations, and they've watched that happening and do nothing about it. And why was it allowed then? Well, because the, the GA are not, are not, are not you sanctioned. You're not on top of their game? Not, 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 all they want is money. That's coming through the gates, that's all. And the girls' management and the girls' controls and the implementation of their own rules and regulations, non-existent. Now, just before we move on to the next topic, 
I should say that uh, next Sunday is May Eve, the old tradition of shaking holy water, etc. And indeed, we'd need a lot of it as well in some cases. So uh, at Nakfirna, there for the past 27 years, we have uh, we hold a walk with a, a leading environmentalist, a person who would be well up in the birds and the bees and the flowers and the trees and all that, uh, horticulturist. He will give a, a talk on Sunday evening at 7 o'clock, so there'll be a walk and talk and guided tour through the hill, and then shaking holy water on the return journey, and then everyone are welcome to the Ramley House where there'll be tea and light refreshments, I think is what they call it. That is on Sunday evening next at Nachfirne at the Ramley House, at a guide a walk through the hill. There's a lot of wildflowers and wild plants, unique ones, because you have a landscape there of about 150 acres that never saw a bag of fertiliser. And indeed, it won't see the fertiliser nowadays either because uh, I think an ordinary little bag is about 40 euros a bag, so the price for this is absolutely very, very high. So that's Sunday evening next at 7 o'clock, folks, and all are welcome to that one. And we have also, at the present time, robbery, 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 cars, Rolex watches, 3,000 cash seized, and it's supposed to be a foreign-based gang in West Dublin or something like that, I think, and they had robberies across eight counties. And with a quickie reference to the Hutch situation, we were talking about, my gang is bigger than yours. Guard the boss tells Hutch. But maybe the guard, uh, maybe his gang isn't as big as he thinks either if one of them is parting with the Hutches, do you think, Tom? Oh, yeah, I think it was a very, a very glib comment, actually, I mean, by the Commissioner, by gang alone, you know. I mean, the, the comment... It doesn't sound professional. It's something to, to members of the forces, a gang yeah. is an insult. But it, it, yeah. it's an insult. it sums it up as to why he was booed yesterday. Yeah. And in my view, should he be in the job? A comment like yeah. that, it's appalling. Oh, no. Appalling. Yeah. Appalling situation. Members in Garda Chicago have been respected throughout the state yeah. for, 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 since, since they were introduced into the state. And I would have to say, for, 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 to be, for any member to be called... Uh, to be a part of a gang. That's a desperate, he's desperate a situation. He's own crowd as a gang. As a gang. Yes, he is. Yeah, but, but if you analyse it a bit further and ask him to go a bit deeper, maybe the, the other gang were a bit cleverer than him. Well, there, you know, there was no doubt, no doubt about that. No doubt about yeah, that. Yeah. Sure. So, so like, it, 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 it isn't the numbers at all, Gary. They did their business disgracefully, and oh, there's no other way of describing it, Tom. Know, the whole In the case... Yeah, well, it was a set-up job and it would go to the greatest professional did, did, gangster work that was ever carried out. Yeah. It was it. They didn't want to win, Tom. They no, they didn't want to win. They were, they were left losing. They, they, yeah. were, they were left in the help me place. Yeah. That's what it is. It sounds like they were outsmarted by a mile. Now, these cars, Rolex watches, money and everything with these gangs rolling, we seem to be lacking in garden numbers and checkpoints. Hugely. Well, put it, put it bluntly, who would join the force? They had, uh, I think they had uh, some people in Templemore last year, and there were about 75, from what I can gather, fewer than they had hoped mm -hmm. to come out. With a situation, not in a town that I represent, where a guard, an on-duty guard, was assaulted and kicked while he was on the ground on duty, was kicked by a youth. And it was an absolutely grotesque act 
of a, in a barbaric situation. It was absolutely appalling. And to see a member of the force, you might have seen it, it was widely circulated on different social outlets. It was an appalling situation. Members from Gareth Shikana are in fear of doing their job because they'll be either suspended or they'll be brought in for disciplinary procedures and, and due process should be allowed. These people should be allowed to carry out their job without fear or favour against anyone and they're not being allowed to do so. It's scandalous what's happening in this state at the moment. Gareth Shikana need to be supported properly. Legislation is going to have to be brought through the Oireachtas emergency legislation to allow for emergency powers for guards even to deal with, deal with juveniles. It's serious what's happening in this country. It's crazy. Juveniles are exempt from the law, it would look like. It looked like the civil uh, service so many likes and X, Y and Z, uh, you spit up and then throw stones at him. Uh, above and what you see above with cars being, and even in my own district where a member of the force was injured and a squad car, um, uh, a, a squad car damaged. Gee, we wouldn't, I certainly, these people who are perpetrators of this crime need to be brought to justice in an effective and an efficient manner and held responsible for their crime and do the time if necessary. What can you say? I fully agree there. And I'm aware of a member of the force, not from either of our areas. And when somebody was brought to the station, he was literally attacked and had physical injuries as a consequence and is probably still off work. But there is a serious, Five, six on. There is a serious national movement uh, in the, and it's been propagated in the media big time against the Garda like anyway, you know, even with the camera situations and even if in the dawn now it's been objected that they can't even carry they can't even carry uh, like equipment that can maybe protect themselves or maybe enable them to bring charges. So they been their hands are tied behind if, their back. And I agree with Adam and I agree with Jerome. A hundred percent of that. We've been always doing that in this programme yeah. anyway, Pat. Yeah. The fact of the matter is if a guard is out there and he's defending himself and he and if he deploys his pepper spray, he's to return to the station, weigh it. That can of pepper spray is taken off him and sent away for analysis in terms of how much pepper spray was used out of it. And he's to fill out a trojan load of paperwork in relation to why it was, why it was uh, disarmed or why he had to, why to, why to use it. It's like, that is crazy. He's without that then, and he's, on, he's yeah. first line of defence. But still in all, isn't that, isn't that a shocking indictment of our, of our management and our and our minister and and you know and the, and the management in particular of the Gardaí the way the, the way they, they can isolate their own members and like like yesterday they, I mean the commissioner to be talking in in those terms at a conference and have him to be moved it's a worrying situation Tom, very they, worrying they call it political correctness yeah. and that has replaced what we all knew as common sense well, well it is worse than that actually you know mm. it is downright dangerous now for I mean, what, what yep. chance have, have, have the public and people like I mean people isolated and living alone and elderly people and younger people even when they when all guardian are not safe now I mean, who are you going to protect? Who so are you going to protect the Gardaí? We have uh, quite a number, Adam, in your area, Ratkeel area, in Limerick area, there, and Tom discussed it here many a night, that are suspended for, for what might be considered by many to be minor offences. And they're suspended now about three years, I think. And we had the clergy there, if they were accused of something improper, they were sent away for a long time and people were calling out that's not justice if something happens it should be brought before it should be dealt with in a absolutely slow justice is no justice and it boils back to the fact determine the word discretion for me this current Garda commissioner has taken discretion off members of Angarda Shikana and it's gone out the window 
And we questioned about JPC level in terms of what discretion do members of Ngarda Shikana have. It is gone. They have absolutely none, I believe. They have not. none. And I would say that for, there was always a great community aspect and a community lead and community involvement of Ngarda Shikana. That is now gone out the window. And, and, and you know, there was a lot of good members who, are, who have been suspended, and they're guilty before they're even proven guilty. And it's uh, crazy. And, and not alone that, but they're publicised as well. Absolutely. And their families, they families have, their mortgages are paid in, they're actually on a reduced paid in as well. And they have all sorts of, of, of trauma, personal trauma and family affected and everything, and all unnecessary. The last word to Jerome Scanlon. And, and, and getting on, back onto discretion, they don't have it in the Gardaí. You don't have it in the financial services. Nobody has the power to do anything. You don't have it if you go into the local authority, John. No. They won't make a decision because they're hamstrung. They can't. But I hope anyway, like, that I... Discretion uh, is gone. great to see Adam here tonight and Jerome. They're, they're a very active conference and I, I'm delighted with the, with the stand he's taken and I hope that we'll see him a lot more and that he'll keep up the good work. And maybe by his stand we'll encourage other members who are maybe... Will are not being as active as they should be in serious situations they are developing. Thank you, Tom. So our time Thank you very to, much. tonight to Mark Flatley and Councillor Adam Teske and Councillor Jerome Scanlon and Tom Ryan and my name is Pat O'Donovan. Tune in tomorrow morning at half past 11 and just a quick <coughs> reminder, as I said, knock fear and a walk through the hillside with a leading environmentalist to tell you all about the flora and the fauna and that uh, drop will supply you with holy water on your way home and uh, light refreshments afterwards and there is no charge, of course, and all is welcome. And my thanks to Mark Flatley. You did a wonderful job, Mark. We had a slow stop for Tom Ryan to, to get his volume up and thank you and we'll have Mark again, please God, next Wednesday night. So, listeners, we thank you for the large amount of messages you sent in and I'd love to see your names rather than silent listeners. There's enough silent, silence going on in places which is sometimes not a good thing. Good night, God bless, and talk to you again next week. God willing. 102 FM You've just been listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on Westlinwick 102 FM on the 26th of April 2023 from 9.30 to 11pm. Councillor Jerome Scanlon and Councillor Adam Teske joined Pad O'Donovan and Tom Ryan for the discussion. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors. TOD.ie.